0: This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to TheOneSummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
1: Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Kristoff and Marcus Pierce.
0: Welcome again to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of ageing well. My name is Damien Christoph, and yes, I'm trying this again, and I'm here with the <laughs> most incredible executive producer in the world of the wellness couch, Oh-ho! in the world, and my super incredible buddy, lifestyle master extraordinaire, living in Byron Bay, co-host of 100 Not Out, Marcus <laughs> Pierce. How are growing, you
1: dreadlocks, growing dreadlocks, smoking dope every day, Damo.
0: Long plaited hair under
1: your arms, yeah. all that sort of stuff. You should see me, just yeah. floral arrangements all over yeah. uh, the place. and uh, yeah. Yes, No, I don't fit the Byron Bay mold. People get shocked when I tell them now that I live in Byron Bay. Oh, you'll fit it. That's the double take. You'll do it. You'll get there. I was down at the market this morning with all my uh, local friends down there and it was Still gotta, I've got to change my outfit. Lots of hugs. Gotta change my, my uh my wardrobe, damn. I've got the most Melbourneian clothes going around. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, Clearly you know, like, not fitting in style wise yet, but that's okay. I'm fitting in with friends, that's the most important thing. That's good. Friends are important. It is. It hey, is um
0: In fact that's a secret to longevity, life. isn't it?
1: It is. It is. It's a massive part of it. I am two or three questions in uh, of grilling you. Uh, <laughs> and we got through yeah, we got through a very small part of my list on our last episode. Yes. So I'm just going to hit you with it. I've got a few one-liners, like a few little ones.
0: All right. Will, I'll, and I'll keep my answers short for those. All right. Do you, Damien Christophe, yes. eat liver? Nah. Don't go there. Well, I just don't. I think it's gross. The thing to me is that the liver and the kidneys filter all the, excuse my French, crap out of the blood. They take everything out. So everything that's going wrong with that animal contain, is all contained in the liver and in the, in the kidneys. And, uh, and, and I just choose not to take that into my body. Whether it be stress hormones, whether it be chemicals, whether it be pesticides, whether it be whatever, liver and kidneys aren't the same as liver and kidneys from thousands of years ago because animals are taking in toxins and they're stressed into their body. And, uh, and I don't want a part of that. I'd rather eat the flesh. I
1: just love – this is what I love, listeners. I love the flip side. Okay, so I'm going to read to you, Damo, word for word, page 48, your personal paleo code. Yep. You just feel free to interrupt at any point. Yep. Liver is the most nutrient-dense food on the planet. Yes. Rich in vitamin A. True. Iron and all the essential amino acids. Yep. If you don't like its taste, chop fresh liver into one centimeter cubes, freeze them in an ice cube tray, pop them out – Transfer them into a freezer bag, store in the freezer, and when you're making any meat dish, defrost a cube, chop it finely, mix it in. You won't notice the taste, but you'll get all the nutrients. If you're adventurous, try heart, kidneys,
0: spleen, tongue, and brains. Well, brains, heart, and tongue, yeah, I get that. I get it. But anything that's used as a filter just doesn't make any sense because, yes, it will have heaps of vitamin A, which is an antioxidant. Why do you think the liver has antioxidants in it? right? So just think about that. And, you know, from an iron perspective, yes, it does because it pulls blood in the liver, right? So we get that. There's going to be heaps of iron in there. There's going to be other cofactors of nutrients and hormones are all going to be inside the liver. I get that. But it's a filter. And so it manufactures and it filters all kinds of stuff. And so the reason why the liver sends stuff out into the bile and into the gallbladder is because it's waste product and that's exactly what it's doing. It's taking all the waste product out of the uh, bloodstream, putting it into the gallbladder to be removed via the uh via the your poo, via the intestines. There we go, we got it in folks. And I choose (laughs) I choose not to eat a filter. I would rather
1: you and you and Chris Cresser are shaking hands there and agreeing to disagree. No, not at all. I. But you would, agree on heart, I, brains, yes,
0: and was it tongue or yep. spleen? Tongue. tongue. Look, the spleen, maybe, yeah. Um, it's not a filter per se. Um, it is somewhat of a filter because the spleen actually takes on blood and then, um, is kind of like it's, it's a big immune filter. So any kind of immune. Isn't, challenge, isn't
1: the rubbish bin of the immune system?
0: Isn't that where the immune system? Dumps everything? Yeah, it kind of dumps all macrophage-contained material. So anything that the macrophages have decided to eat and take away goes into the spleen. The spleen then mounts an immune response to it. So you're getting a massive big amount of lymphocytes and natural killer cells from that animal, specific to that animal, um, going into your bloodstream and into your body. I just, don't, I just don't see the need to eat those sorts of foods when there's so many other amazing pieces of an animal. Um, cool. that are there. Um, okay. Yeah, so with regards to, to Chris and I, um, agree. Um, like you said before, there's a flip side, and yes, it's true. It is the most nutrient dense thing inside the animal. Agreed, but it's also a filthy, disgusting piece of <laughs> protein.
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh, there you I can go.
0: Capture that. There you go. Um, um, do you do you have your own bone broth soup? You know, it's that's funny because we I'll get organic bones from you know I bought a lamb the other day organic it was you know beautiful chopped it all up and all of the bones that we get from that I'll make into like a stock a bo- you know a stock yeah. of some sort I'll boil it down for three or four or five hours can do it with chicken do it with fish I'll do it with lamb I don't do beef because we don't eat a whole lot of beef in our family um, and you like
1: uh, fast runners don't you I always remember you saying that I like, fast I like, runners
0: yeah I like the quick stuff I like the quick yeah. stuff and not because we're B type blood but just because. You feel better from eating faster food, and so I uh, I love that. But I um I don't make my own bone broth. In fact, I found some. But bone didn't broth. you say
1: that? Well, maybe I misunderstand it. But didn't if you chuck all of the bones in, and um
0: just simmer it down? Yeah. And isn't, so I that, use that, isn't, isn't that? Isn't that a form a, of is bone a, broth? It is. It is. So I, just, I was going to. This is the flip side to it. People have been doing this for generations. They've been making their own stock. And, uh, and, and I would call that a stock that I would then use in my other food. Now, some people actually get bone broth or stock and just drink it. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not, I don't do that. I just make, yeah. I make these flavors form part of my meal which gives extra nutrient density to my meal.
1: Yeah. 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 But so, really, it's like one and the same thing.
0: One and the same. One and the same. Just you're
1: not putting yours in a mug and
0: having a cup of soup. Th- that's right. And you know, the same with coconut oil. I'm not having bulletproof coffee um to for the sake of having my MCTs um yeah. in my coffee I'd rather get medium
1: my... chain triglycerides for Exactly. Those that are yeah. That, those three that's letters r-
0: That's right MCTs are you know great source of energy great source of fuel um I would much rather have my source of fuel with lots of intelligence as well as um nutrition and information so I'm going to choose Fruits and vegetables as my main source of fuel, and my main source of intelligence, and my main source of um, information. So nutrients, etc., etc. Rather than just getting a whole bunch of fuel from a fat. Uh, yep. that's how I'd prefer to do it.
1: Um, now the one thing I loved about reading about bone broth is that uh, they are rich in glycine. Yeah. Uh, An amino acid found in collagen, which is a protein important in maintaining a healthy gut lining. Yes. And so my view as a good old punter is that most of our gut linings would be pretty horrendous these days, Mm. Um, particularly I think of my childhood growing up on chocolate bars and sandboy chips and hot dogs and white bread. (laughs) Sunny boys. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Sunny boys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we could do a whole episode on reminiscing on our junk food days, couldn't we? Oh, couldn't we? Um. Peppermint crisps and the others. Yes, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> poly waffles, <laughs> strawberry donuts. Oh, I love it. love it. Oh, gosh. Rice um, bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose it in a moment. Be quiet. Um, but we need to improve the function of our guts. Yeah. And so I really like the concept of having bone broth regularly. Um, now, I liked it when Chris Kresser said, again on page 48, it's wise to eat three servings of oily fish per week to meet your omega-3 fats EPA and DHEA needs.
0: Just DHA, so to... just DHA, not DHEA.
1: No, 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 sorry. I, I might have mixed it up. EPA and DHA That's it, yeah. needs. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I think we have fish about once a week in the Pierce household. Said to Sarah, how do you feel about bumping it up? Um, how do you go with this? Do you think that's wise? Do you think that's too much? I'm a bit of a stickler for fish because I think a lot of it's farmed and it's hard to get good stuff these days, but a bit easier up here, I must say. Yeah. But um, you don't want to have three servings of um, river, you know, Tommy Finn's trout farm fish. Uh, <laughs> apologies to Tommy if he's
0: listening. Um, but do you know what I mean? Well, we have heaps of fish in our diet, in our house. Um, I would eat fish probably four to five, maybe six times a week. I have a lot for lunch. Um, wow. if, I'm, if I'm out, um, I'll order fish. Um, You're because, a fishaholic. Oh, I love fish. Fish is fantastic. Um, but interesting, interestingly, in order to get your omega-3 fatty acid requirement, and there's, there's, here's a caveat here. Right? In order to get your omega-3 fatty acid requirement, your fish really needs to be raw. You can't be eating cooked fish all the way through expecting to get the benefit from the omega-3 fatty acids.
1: Is uh, that because omega-3 fatty acids are sensitive to heat and
0: therefore they are bioavailable? Air. Well, no, they change their structure. So they're no longer, once they've been heated, they're no longer uh, known as a uh, polyunsaturated fat. So they become a cis fat or a trans fat. And so the hotter your oily fish is when it's cooked, Determine the degree to which that fatty acid changes in its structure. So, let's say, for example, you deep fried some salmon. Well, I don't know yeah. why you do that, but let's say well, okay, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? I'm or yeah. you used a really hot pan; and it was four or five hundred degrees. The pan, or you barbecued it, and you cooked all the way through the skin, and the fish, you know, was eventually totally cooked. That really,
1: that really crunchy skin, like yeah. if you have salmon with really crunchy, ah, oh, tastes delicious. Tastes mate. delicious. But delicious. he's saying the fat, the
0: fat profile is shredded. Gone. It's no longer oh no longer a benefit. No longer of benefit. That's now no longer an omega three polyunsaturated fatty acid that your body can utilise for reduction of inflammation or for the improvement of brain health. So, what about cool when start. we put our, What about when people put fish in the oven? Which is well, the oven's the do. oven's going to be maximum say one hundred eighty degrees. That's probably going to be all right. That's really be all right. But if you cook it all the way through, you're going to alter your, your fat profile. And it will move from being omega-3 polyunsaturated fat, fat to omega-3 cis fat. And so the cis fat is on the transition to trans fat. Jeez. Which we know is no good. So, so you've got to have so, raw, you've got to put right, this. So
1: if we, if we cook, put it on the stove in coconut oil, yeah, uh, that's probably getting it too hot. Too hot. Oh my gosh.
0: It's got to be as raw as you possibly can, like... So what do you do with your five to six servings a week? Do you just ask the waiter for really... Nah, so this is the caveat, right? So I eat that fish for the abundance of protein. Fish has the highest amount of protein out of all proteins, okay? So out of lamb, out of kangaroo, out of uh, chicken, out of beef, fish has the highest amount of protein. It's about 30% protein um, per 100 grams, right? Yeah. So... It's rich in protein. I will still get some amount of omega-3 fatty acid into my body, but it's still going to be, and I eat a lot of fish, it's still going to be insufficient in terms of the amount of essential fatty acid my body would otherwise require to give me the best health outcome. In the, so you have a, Do you have fish
1: oil capsules?
0: Well, I have fish oil liquid. I actually have, liquid, the, sorry. I have the liquid, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't have the capsules. Even from the best companies in the world, like I don't get the capsules because the oil is far better for you and easier to absorb. Yep,
1: yep, 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 yep.
0: So So that's just a that's
1: it. So don't be – okay, so it's like delete, delete, cancel, cancel. If you're still putting your fish in your coconut oil on the pan, it's okay. Just don't think you're getting uh, an abundant source of omega-3 fats.
0: Yes, and it's got to be oily, right? So we're talking halibut, cod, salmon, mackerel, um, you know, we're talking those sorts of yeah, fish. We're, we're not talking. Just, we're not talking whiting, snapper, yeah. um, rockling. We're not talking those sorts of fish. We're talking or gurnard or or say, well, I love
1: I love gurnard.
0: Me love too. Thinking. Oh, I love it. It's beautiful fish. It's such a beautiful fish when it swims too. Like it looks like a bird. It's such a beautiful fish. But it's you know from from a nutrient profile, you're not going to get omega three fatty acids in abundance going into yeah. your body.
1: Yeah, but you've just taught me. Don't worry so much. Well, from my understanding, don't like make sure it's healthy fish. It's not farmed fish. Make sure it's healthy, wild caught fish. Yep. But don't think that fish, particularly if you're going to cook it on the stove or the barbecue, don't think it's going to be this amazing omega 3 profile fish. Just enjoy it because it's delicious. It's got high protein content. And, um, but you still need to get your healthy fats in other ways.
0: That's exactly right. Exactly right.
1: Yeah. It's great. I hope people are loving this as much as oh, I am. I hope they are too. Okay. Now, you said the big C word earlier.
0: What did I say? Coconut oh, oil.
1: Ooh, coconut oil. Now, I am coconut mad. Our house is coconut mad. You're all coconuts. have reservations coconut. uh, because I think the world's gone a bit coconut crazy. Everyone's gone coconut crazy. It's true. But I just always remember the example you told me of a patient that came in and noah. Going on about they're on the paleo diet and they were putting on weight and uh, just consuming coconut oil like it was going out of fashion and then that you're asked they from. Yep. and they were from anywhere but a coconut tree growing country.
0: <laughs> That's and right. So you right. well,
1: your body is probably going to take a few thousand generations in
0: order to adapt. Where do you find coconuts in Ireland? Is the uh, the question I'd like to ask people, right? So, <laughs> doesn't happen if you think about where um, where we come from. You know where what our origins are, what our genetic uh, code actually is, and where it 's actually evolved from many of us haven 't evolved through um, regions that have had access to coconuts ever in our whole genealogy we 've never had access to that, so does that mean that we shouldn 't eat it? No uh, what it means is that we shouldn 't eat too much of it it 's a food that um, has health giving properties, but it shouldn 't be the only food that you eat so all of a sudden we 've gone from over-consuming wheat products or soy products or, you know, rice products or whatever. to now going coconut flour, coconut butter, coconut oil, coconut water, coconut everything. Um, and so now we're seeing people have um, immune issues with coconut. Uh, we're seeing people using <laughs> coconut stuff um, everywhere. So coconut, you know, coconut emulsifiers uh, you see it in your shampoos now, you're finding it in your hand nice. wash, you're finding <laughs> it in your soap. It's, coconut's gone everywhere.
1: I've just started using a coconut oil shampoo and conditioner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God, everywhere. There we go, right? Uh, so, just because it has some health giving properties doesn't mean it's got to be the substitute for everything healthy. You know, yeah. people are adding coconut oil as a fat. To their coffee so they don't have to eat food for breakfast because go, I've got all my fuel from my coffee, I go, well, that's just counterproductive, you know, because if you're taking coffee in your body, you initiate stress, you've still got to digest all this sort of stuff and if you're diverting blood from the gut because you're stressed, doesn't matter how much MCT or coconut oil you're getting through your coffee, it's still not going to be nutrient rich, it's something and yes, you will feel good and lots of energy, that's true because you've taken in lots of energy, but you're not getting lots of nutrition. You're just getting energy. So there's, there's a lot of things to think about in going, oh, I'm just going to have my bulletproof coffee for breakfast and I'm going to be all okay. That's not how it works, everybody. Mm. You've got to still maintain balance. Just because coconut oil is good or coconut is good or coconut is a fruit doesn't mean that that's got to be in every single meal of the day.
1: So Is that almost a bit like if it, if it looks too good to be true and it tastes too good to be true,
0: it probably is? Could be could be, we'll, we'll look, we'll find out. We're certainly seeing it now. We're seeing a lot of people, you know, just moving back into balance and going, oh, okay, yeah, well, that coconut fat was pretty good. Um, I don't need to have all of that. I can actually drink real water. I don't need to drink coconut mm. water. Um, I, you know, I don't have to only use coconut oil. I can use other types of oil. Um, I don't have to have coconut flour. I can use other types of flour. So, you know, it's, it's just bringing it all back into perspective again. We got time for any more questions? Well, we're at seventeen minutes, so we've got one more. Okay. Um,
1: chicken, fast runners. Ooh. This is a this is a question that I've asked a lot of people up here since we've been going to the markets and getting to know people, right? Yeah. I find it very difficult to find chickens who aren't fed some type of grain. Yeah. They're skinny otherwise. So then my question is. How I know I, I I can source chickens or I can source eggs that are raised by chickens that are primarily pasture fed with a grain feed once a fortnight or once a month, yep. right? Yep. But then, so then the question is: finding actual you know chicken breasts or just chicken drumsticks or whatever from chickens that aren't grain fed is seems to be not only possible. Mm. So, how vital is it? is it as simple as ripping the skin off and not eating the skin because that's where a lot of the supposed uh, fat is generating so you don't want to eat the fat of a grain-fed animal, so to speak? Um, or is it, you know, is it a concern or is it something that you don't think people, you know, I don't want people rushing off to the supermarket to buy $2.99 a kilo big
0: fat chicken breasts, but how much of a concern is it? Yeah, it's a bit of a concern. It is a bit of a concern because the flesh itself actually changes its uh, fatty acid profile. It moves down more of a, um, a an omega-6 dense type of fatty tissue. Obviously, it's also got the saturated fatty Instead there, of an
1: which, omega-3 fatty profile, is that what you're saying?
0: Well, not necessarily um, because you, kangaroos, for example, have a bit of omega-3 in their flesh um, and they don't eat much grain. Um, when, we, when we look at cattle and we look at... Um, chickens or we look at you know lambs you know sheep uh then we they will have some degree of a fatty acid profile that's most likely going to be higher in the omega-6 fatty acid range anyway right that's just just based on the foods that they eat and how their body manufactures and stores fat accordingly right so that, that's going to be the case. The part of the body of any animal that's going to be the richest in omega-3s is the brain, right? So if you eat yep. the brain of that animal, then you'll have more omega-3s. But the flesh of the animal is going to have saturated fat infiltrated through the, the protein tissue um, as well as um, some omega-6 fatty acids and maybe some omega-3 fatty acids as well. Now, the higher the diet is of omega-6 fatty acids, the more inflammation um, can actually occur in these animals because yep. of the omega-6 fatty acid profile of grain. So having more omega-6 fatty acids in your diet can actually cause your body to go into greater levels of inflammation, which in turn will cause um, greater levels of saturated fatty acid storage. Now, for those people that respond well to saturated fatty acids, that won't be too much of a problem. But for those people who respond poorly to saturated fatty acids, that becomes a problem. And, uh, and so it's, it's not so clear-cut as just to say that it's, all grain-fed animals are bad, it's just that they're not the healthiest animals to eat. That's probably what it is. So then what do you do? Well, we choose organic wherever we can. So we go down the organic route, yep. um, and organic free range is even better.
1: But We're would also- it still be organically, like my view is, isn't it still organically grain-fed?
0: Yeah, but if it's organic free range, then you've got the running around in a little yard, um, as opposed to being kept in, you know, some kind of caged environment. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, you said one thing in there. This is my final question. Oh, but I think I've still got more to say. Okay, go for it. Um, did you know that the chickens that you buy are most likely not chickens? Oh, <laughs> do <laughs> They're rabbits? They're roosters. Ah. Oh. Yeah, so, right, fair you know, because we talk about them being chickens, but they're not chickens. Well, they possibly are chickens. I red suppose. rooster.
1: Red rooster. You yeah, a well,
0: rooster at Red rooster? Well, we're talking about the chickens that won't be laying eggs. So the hens yes. are the ones that are laying the eggs, and the roosters are the ones that we end up eating the flesh off. Isn't that interesting? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people knew that, didn't they? I don't know. No, maybe not. I don't think so. I didn't. Well, I did, but it's not front of mind. When you think of chicken, you think of the one that lays the eggs, but they're actually hands. Chooks. Yes. Now,
1: you mentioned earlier um, omega-3 profiles highest in the brain, which would make sense to a lot of people since most of our listeners, if not all, would know that our brains are something about 85% fat. Yes. Now, Damo, my question to you is what if you cook? (laughs) the brain, <laughs> yep. Same, then same. you don't get the profile, then it just becomes a source of protein. Yep. Is that tick? Am I
0: correct? You're on the money. You're on the money. This, this is it, right? So the more we process, the more we cook, the, the greater the degree of change in molecular structure of our food, right? So we already know this. So remember in my Power of Food talk, I talk about butter being better for you than margarine. And yeah. I say that all spreads, whether it comes in the square container that's dairy-free and made from nuts, or whether it comes in the oblong container made from olive oils, or whether it comes in the oblong container that helps to decrease your cholesterol, all of those spreads are no good for you. They're, they're unhealthful. They don't help yes. your body, right? Now, yes, do they have a function? Yes. Is one dairy-free? Yes. Yes. That, that means that it's a dairy-free thing. But is it good for you? No. Is one made from olive oil? Yes. Should olive oil be solid, solid and yellow? No. Is it good for you? <laughs> no. Is, and one's made with uh, plant phytochemicals that help to decrease your cholesterol. Is decreasing your cholesterol beneficial? For some people, yes. Does it mean this margarine is good for you? No, it's not. It doesn't, it's not the way it is. So butter is better for you, right? But as you, as you look at butter, you go, well, butter is actually not a health food. Right, so you go, okay, it's not a health food. What would I use? You'd use avocado. So there's always different scales um, of, of goodness. And I also talk about chocolate. You know, it's easy to eat dairy, dairy milk chocolate or milk chocolate. It's easy to eat that compared to dark chocolate because the dark chocolate contains information Mm. that the body can actually tell you to stop eating it, right? So mm. we talk about apples and their processing. If you eat apple pie, you can eat heaps of it. But if I told you to eat the same amount of calories of apple pie eight apples. In, in eight apples or ten apples, you couldn't eat ten apples, right? Yeah. Because the chemicals in the naturally occurring food tell your body to stop eating it, right? That's, mm. the, that's the intelligence in the food versus the nutrition information in the food, right? So that's a bit of a summary of the power of So you're of telling me to so have saying, my brains raw, or least cooked, <laughs> the least cooked possible.
1: Oh, man. Dehydrated go. brains. Yum. Well, Domo, <laughs> I'm out. That's that's what I'm going to finish on. Raw brains for you, Domo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do another installment of this as I progress. I'm 100-odd pages through here. But I hope a lot of our listeners, uh, me included, enjoy that because it's so good to have someone like you, Domo, that we can just barrel questions to and um, get instant answers back from. So many thanks, as always, for giving so much of your wisdom. Oh, it's my pleasure,
0: MP. Now, MP, that's it for this edition of 100 Not Out. We're done. We're done. Now, remember, folks, we'd love to hear your feedback. We love it. We love it to bits. Come the to the
1: summit can... and give us your feedback. That's what yeah, we'd love. love what a great or... thing to do.
0: You know, and you could also provide us with that information in any other number of ways, not only at the summit, but you could go to our website, www.thewellnesscash.com forward slash, not backslash, forward slash 100 not out. 100 not out. Also, if you've liked this episode, then please subscribe to us on the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including my show, the number one hit, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, MP, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life.
1: Hi, Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show here. We had some incredible feedback last year that being at The Wellness Summit with a group of like-minded people made it just that much better. So this year, we've created a special group rate for 10 or more people to attend The Wellness Summit. For spreading the wellness message, you can come to The Summit for just $197. That's a saving of $100. And all you need to do is get you and nine other friends along to Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17 for this once-in-a-lifetime event. To book your group tickets and have the best time ever with your friends, go to w